Hello, this is Will Clark and today I'm going to be looking at how airline pilots learn to fly and what training they need to qualify as a commercial pilot. With me is Captain Andrew Wistons, one of the flying instructors at Oxford Aviation Academy, which is one of the UK's best known flight training organisations based at Kidlington, Oxford. Andrew, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. You're welcome. Tell me, how long have you been interested in flying? I've been interested in flying really since uh, around about six years of age. Um, what really inspired me, I remember at the time in the mid-80s there was a programme on television called Angels 1-5, which was a Battle of Britain drama with all the uh, Second World War aeroplanes whizzing about and I remember that quite excited me and uh, I remember thinking at the time that's what I wanted to do uh, when I was old and it stuck with me really. So how old do you have to be to fly a plane and what age were you able to have your first lesson? There is no um, specific age in which you need to be to, to fly an aeroplane as long as you're with an instructor or as a passenger but as if, if you're looking at later on um, gaining a pilot's license 14 years um, of age is the minimum age at which hours flown as a student can be logged um, as part of a flying course. 17 um, is the minimum age which you have to be to gain your, your private pilot's license and it's also the minimum age which you need to be to do your first solo as well. In fact you find that um, occasionally on the news where one guy has actually gained his flying license before his actual driving license. I take it you first have to qualify as a private pilot before going on to be an instructor. How long does that take typically? Uh, that's right, yeah. You, you do need a private pilot's license to, to become an instructor. Um, but to earn money or to, to fly for remuneration, you do need a commercial pilot's license. So although there are private pilots out there with instructor's ratings, uh, they're, they're basically doing it for the love of it, for, for, for the fun of it. Um, but the career instructors who are doing it for or as a job, um, they will typically have a commercial pilot's license, um, where which follows on from getting a private pilot's license, doing the theory and then doing the extra flight test you need to get the commercial pilot's license and then doing the instructor's course on, on top of that. Um, how long does it take? Uh, I started flying when I was 19 years of age, uh, doing one lesson a week. Um, now the PPL, the, the minimum hours of PPL is 45 hours of flying and doing one flight a, a week, it took me just under a year to, to achieve my PPL and then um, I did a series of uh, exams and also hour building on top of that before moving um, myself to Oxford to do the commercial um, course to then become a commercial pilot and instructor from that. Right, I see. So having got your PPL, what made you decide to train to be a commercial pilot at Oxford? I remember uh, my PPL instructor, his uh, father used to work at Oxford at that time and uh, I remember him telling me how good Oxford was and later on 
kind of investigating the different schools around the country. I learned that Oxford had probably the best reputation within the, the, the flight training um, world. Uh, and just by visiting Oxford, uh, I, I knew then that that's where I should be training. The, the instructors are typically some of the most experienced that you'll find in the UK and, or, and around the world. Um, in both the, the ground training and flight training uh, uh, sectors of it. Um, so yeah, it was a foregone conclusion really. Uh, mm. Once I had the, the money to do so and, and chose the right time to go, I, uh, I moved to Oxford. All right. Tell me a bit about what subjects you had to cover in the training uh, to get your qualification to fly commercial airlines. I gather it is quite an intense course. Yes, it is uh, an intensive course, so much so that uh, a lot of universities uh, accept what we do as the equivalent to a degree. And a lot of people, in fact, do go on and use the uh, commercial studies as a springboard to then get a master's in subjects like airline management later on, if, if that's what they're looking to go into. The actual subjects that we we cover in the commercial um, ground school section, the commercial ground school section of the training is what you usually follow on um, from the PPL with before going on to do the commercial flying side of things. Um, involved in that we have 15 subjects uh, which include air law operations, uh, which is the kind of legal side of what we do. Navigation, meteorology and how weather affects um, flying and, and the operation of aircraft. Performance, mass and balance, um, things like loading of aircraft. Theory of flight, the aerodynamical side of things. Flight planning um, and communications. Communication being, say, how we talk to, to air traffic on a day-to-day -day basis and how... Um, they organise the sky. So having completed your commercial pilot qualification, what is known as frozen ATPL I believe, you then decided to stay on Oxford to teach other pilots. What led you to that decision rather than say joining an airline as a pilot? Well the decision was more of a kind of forced decision really. I, I finished the the frozen ATPL as you said or commercial pilot qualification with the full intention of moving on to the airlines. When I finished my training, uh, there was still the, the hangover from September the 11th and uh, the amount of jobs out there, uh, there was, it's kind of like the situation now with the, with the recession, it's, it, it's very bad for pilot jobs in the market. So I went away, went back to uh, work for my dad, which I did before starting the course um, and knew that that wasn't really for me and thought, how can I get back into flying? Uh, I went back to Oxford, uh, had a chat with a few of the training managers, and uh, we came to an agreement that if I did my instructor's course at Oxford, then uh, I could move on and start instructing pilots myself for, for the private pilot's license. And that's where I made my start as, as a pilot or as my first pilot job. 
The frozen ATPL that you were talking about uh, is called a frozen ATPL, ATPL standing for Airline Transport Pilots Licence. The frozen part, when you finish your course, you finish with a commercial pilot's licence, added on to that you have an instrument rating and those two things combined are called the frozen ATPL. And it's frozen because to have a full ATPL or full airline transport pilot's license you need a total time of 1500 um, hours flight time and 500 hours multi-crew experience multi-crew experience being time spent as part of a crew of a large aircraft requiring two pilots something like a, a Boeing um, or an Airbus now once you've um, mounted that experience you you you're granted your airline transport pilot's license and that then basically still entitles you to fly for remuneration or money but also it allows you to then command uh, or act as a captain on a large multi-crew aircraft as I said like a Boeing or an Airbus. So what kind of pilots do you actually train at Oxford? At Oxford we, we mostly teach self-sponsored pilots um, for the CPL um, or frozen ATPL and we also teach um, airline sponsored pilots for various airlines around the world. In addition to that we also train military pilots from various countries including Algeria which I was involved in personally um, and some of the XREF um, instructors we have at Oxford um, also we in instruct the spillover from Cranwell for some of the multi-engine RAF pilots as well. As I said myself, um, at the moment I teach the, the final part um, of a pilot's training towards his, his commercial frozen ATPL, teaching the, the instrument rating. Um, but for two years um, prior to that I was teaching military pilots for, for the Algerian Air Force in the basics of um, multi-engine flying. And what kind of aircraft do you have to train people on? At Oxford we have um, both single and twin engine aircraft or light aircraft um, including the Piper Warrior which is used for the, the basic um, stage of flight training. Uh, we have then the Zlin which we use for aerobatics training and flying and what I instruct on is the is the twin as I said the final part of the course is conducted on twin engine which is the Seneca and I noticed that you have some equipment marked up like aircraft cockpits do these simulate what it is like to fly a real aircraft yeah the the equipment that you say is a mock-up of aircraft cockpits are actual flight simulators um, the final section of the course that I teach um, as part of the, the commercial pilots course in fact most of the training now is completed on flight simulators themselves the, the final part of the syllabus as I said that I teach is a 45 hour section of the course broken down now into 30 hours of simulator to 15 hours of flying so you can see how heavy the simulator is used um, compared to the flying the reason for this cost saving and also uh, we found that uh, the actual procedures are the hard things to teach students and the, the simulators are the ideal environment without noise, um, without the hassle of actually being in a real world flight scenario to, to 
carry out that form of training. And can they actually land the aircraft in things like thick fog? common way of um, landing or making an approach to land at an airport is to do what's known as an ILS or an instrument landing system um, approach which means there's ground-based uh, uh, electronic equipment that sends a beam up that the aircraft can then lock onto which we can follow um, a localizer which gives a centerline um, information and also glide slope or vertical uh, guidance down to the touchdown zone. And do you also teach things like aerobatics? I used to in the past when teaching the Algerian Air Force um, they had a quite a big section of uh, aerobatic flying in the course uh, 20 hours so yes I did do things like spinning, um, loops, rolls, all the kind of graceful basic aerobatics. But nowadays teaching the, uh, the commercial course they have nowadays taken out the uh, aerobatic or spinning side um, of, of the syllabus uh, from the, the actual uh, legal aspect or the, the JAR rules or CAA rules. Um, but occasionally we do get to, to go up on the odd flight for, for kind of pleasure, um, thrill seeking and, and fly aerobatic sorties. Yeah. Well, Andrew, many thanks for providing us with such a good insight into the world of flight training. No problem. Glad I could help.